Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, dear foodie friends, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. I'm your host, Margaret McSweeney, and I'm so glad you're joining me today here in the beautiful Middleby Residential Showroom in the Merchandise Mart. And as always, I'm just so thrilled to be my, with my favorite foodie friend, Chef Jamie Larita. Margaret, when I stop being your favorite, I got a lot to work on. <laughs> and you are in for a treat today. Someone who really needs no introduction is with us, Terry Turner, also known as No Crumbs Left. Oh my goodness, it's just so wonderful to have you here. I'm so on, delighted to be here. Yes, on Kitchen Chat, a fun foodie friend audience of, do you call them crumbles? Is that right? Some of them could be crumbles <laughs> or followers or just people who like to eat. I love that. And I can't wait to hear about how your culinary journey began. Yes. For asking, I mean, I'm just a gal that likes to eat. That's what I always say. You know, I don't. I'm a home cook, but I've been a passionate home cook, you know, pretty much for my for my whole life. Um, I was born in a family that liked to eat. My mother absolutely didn't like to cook at all. Mm -hmm. And so I watched her journey, and I was like, oh, if you're going to live a long life, that's probably not a good thing to do. Never like to cook. So when I got out on my own and I embraced sort of cooking and entertaining and what that meant, it was just the beginning for me of a lifelong passion. I always say it's my mistress. It's a lifelong passion and I love to cook. I love to eat and I love to talk to chefs and, and farmers and farmers markets and so foodies of any kind. Oh, and Jamie, she is known as the Julia Child of our generation. Yes, you have been given that. I think they made it. Yes. That's a huge title. That's a big hat to wear. It is, it is. And I love to, I, I did a little bit of reading we are on a parallel path, as we both know. We are, you lost your mom, right. and you do so yes. much to honor her. Absolutely. And the reason I do Kitchen Chat is to honor my late father, who was a wonderful gourmet home chef. And he passed away in Paris 29 years ago on a business trip and from a we massive he heart attack. Well, he had gone to Notre Dame just right before he was at the. Charles de Gaulle Airport, but he loved the restaurants in France. But I just have a little gift for you before we start. That that just puts the perfect pairing okay, together. What is it? A silpat. And it says Paris, Paris on it. Thank you. And just so you know, Paris is my favorite place in the world. Oh, I mean, absolutely a gal that loves love Paris. love that. And there's a little something else in there, too, oh, to cute. represent your mom. Love that. Guys, Margaret Sweeney. And it's right there. Oh, I love that. Like, oh, You're I love it. Age, yeah. It's a rooster. So yes. the symbol for my mother is a rooster. And so we look for it and find evidence of her in all of our moments. So oh, thank that's you. That's super cute. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Thank love you. That. So I call these hugs from heaven. Love it. So thank you for letting me share that. Yes. So you have an incredible Instagram following. I do. So how did that? What did you say? Crazy reason. For some crazy reason. Yeah. How did that? How did you cultivate that? How did that come about? And how do you continue? And how how much do you feed it? 
Oh, I mean, I feed it for sure. I mean, I, people say, how did you get that following? And I always like to say, in one follower at a time. Right. Mm. Um, but, you know, from, in the beginning, I thanked every single person that followed because right. that was, it's really my honor and it's, a, it's such an honor that people would want to follow along on the food journey. So, right. um, you know, what happened was I had about 44 followers. And one time I went on Andy Cohen's Instagram to make a comment because I love Andy. And somebody said to me, well, we really care about you and your 44 followers. I said to myself at that moment, I'm going to do something about that. Um, so so it, was a, it was definitely a paradigm shift. It was really more my sharing my journey about cooking and eating, and my friends would want to see what I was making. And right. what happened was one person showed up at a time, yeah. and mm -hmm. an audience emerged. And, you know, we've got a great community, and a lot of it's about interacting and answering questions and setting up sort of ways to interact as a group virtually. So you, uh, you basically what you're saying is that it was a very organic... 100%. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's the same thing with mine. Every single day I seem to get one or two mm -hmm. three, and I'm like, it's just continuing to grow. Yes. But it's feeding it that in, in some instances can feel like a duty or a job. Mm -hmm. Do you do it with pleasure? Well, I definitely do it with pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the key. Absolutely. And it's not to say when you're writing a book that there aren't moments that are not pleasurable. <laughs> I've done or, or when you're working with brands and you're creating content and you really want to hit it out of the park every single time that there aren't moments of going, oh gosh, what are we going to do here? Or doing something and then having to redo it the next day because it isn't as excellent as you want it to be. Right. So there are moments certainly of frustration, but it's a fun journey. It's a journey that I, it's by choice to be on it. And mm -hmm. I'm absolutely loving it. And it's my 15 minutes and I'm taking it as far as I can go with it. You go, girl. I, love I think that's that. great. And speaking of feeding the followers, there is now a wonderful cookbook, No Crumbs Left. And this looks like a labor of love. And the recipes are amazing, and many of which you demonstrate on your Instagram feed. Yes. Yeah. yes. I have the super interactive Instagram stories and lots of people showing up, whether I'm doing recipes or traveling or whatever. So the book is full of the recipes. Uh, I'm happy to say it's Whole30 endorsed, you know. Yes. And it's just like if you can have food that doesn't have gluten and dairy, it can be absolutely delicious. Why wouldn't you want to? Mm -hmm. um, so about 80% is Whole30, and then the rest are my family recipes that I made for my kids or passed on you know, through the generations of my family. And for those of us who might not be aware of Whole30, could you just in yeah, a nutshell explain that? I'm not an expert that. on Whole30 mm -hmm. by any means, but what it is, it's a 30-day reset that people do oh. where you eliminate a whole bunch of things from your diet gluten, alcohol, dairy, grains, um, many, many things, uh, sugar of any kind. And then you just, you do a reset and it just sort of lets you have a starting off point. Um, and then sort of see, um, putting things back in what you react to. But a lot of it is like eating paleo, but a little bit different. Okay. Uh, but okay. I was an influencer for the brand and they came to me and said, we'd love for you to do a cookbook. And, um, and off we went. Yeah. And these recipes, I, I'm, I, you're known also for your elixirs. Yes, Can elixirs. you share with yes. us? You two are going to really bond on this, Jamie. I don't know if you know this or not, but I like an elixir or two every now and then. I love that about you. Know, <laughs> I bet you do. It just happens. Such so they're just those things that turn, turn food from ordinary to extraordinary. You yes. know, whether it's a sauce or it's a spice combination, you know, my marinated onions, pistachio pesto, almond sauce. That's my way of meal prepping, having these beautiful things in the refrigerator or on the counter so that you can really turn food quickly into something that's wonderful. Uh, you, you, know? and I, you and I are going to get along just fine. <laughs> well, we can do an entire cookbook. Oh my God, I'm all about it. You can even know. Like, I love little creepy jars of goodness. Totally. Yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs>
There's actually a centerfold in the book, and what it is, it's, it's my freezer, and the freezer has all of my jars of, you know, chicken au jus and some sauce that I have taken from a dried mushroom and created a wonderful stock. And it's just full of, and when we were doing it, I was like, we should photograph this, because this is, this is Terry here. Absolutely. Uh, so and the book, the book is, um, do you collect cookbooks? I really don't. Yeah, neither do yeah. I, but it's like, I, I, I love the, the size of it. It's like the square, it's like very, it's very cozy yeah. but the pictures in there really make you hungry like I thumb through the book really quickly I can't wait to like take a deeper dive but the photography is beautiful yeah Tim mm -hmm. Turner was my photographer he's a James Beard um, award-winning photographer he's done something like 80 books oh yeah you can tell you know, and he's amazing mm -hmm. and he was a really a mentor and a friend and you know he ran into me at a certain point and you know, said you've got this unbelievable following, but you do not know how to take a picture. <laughs> and so he came over and, in short order, worked with Zach and I, and really taught us about taking pictures. It's important. He's it been is. he's been an amazing mentor, and we've been so lucky. Oh, yeah. to have, and we have the same last name. And we're I, kind I of like siblings, to... just so you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's brilliant. You eat with your eyes, and clearly yeah. that book is making me hungry. Yeah. It is beautiful. And speaking of James Spear, Jamie, did you know that Terry was at the James Beard Awards, and we were at the Girl and the Goat party the same time. Yes. You didn't yes. see my suit? <laughs> you know, I, what were you wearing? It was a floral tuxedo. Oh my God, fantastic. Yes. I love it. Okay. I love it. I actually went to the James Beard Awards alone. Um, it was the first time I went. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's a friend, and so he invited me to a party afterwards, and I wanted to see him do his thing. Um, and I had, I mean, I cried 12 times. Those chefs come up, the stories are so yeah. touching. Yeah. And when my makeup, it was gone. I cried. It was just, it was really heartwarming. And that is what we all need to do all the time yes. is find ways to get re-inspired, to get re-excited about life. Right. You yes. Need, uh, you need to, um, I think when you're at the James Beard, I think everyone should go at least once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's yeah. something that really resonates. I mean, all those foodies in one room, you can't help yes. but, you know, smell the, the yes. goodness. And the stories yes. that come yeah. from that as yes. well, yeah. their own special recipes. Well, I, I would love to hear, too, about how you wrote your first cookbook, because you've never really yes. written a right. cookbook. And it's different when you're kind of cooking oh live and then putting this. And no one tells you, like, they hire you, and then they, you think they're going to say, let me tell you some things to do. This is how you keep track of it. This is what you do. <laughs> I mean, I have a blog where it's like, oh, you forgot to put how much salt, and I can just go add it. So suddenly you can't do that, and you have to get organized in a way that you don't know. And we mostly just made mistakes all along the way. It was like, oh, we've done this the hardest way we could ever do. Oh, my God. You and I are yeah. bonding this. So many levels. <laughs> we really are. We were just like skinning our nose constantly, you know, oh, yeah. making a lot of mistakes. I wrote one cookbook. I wrote a cookbook with Sarah McLaughlin called Plenty. And I thought, yeah, I can write a cookbook. That's a difficult thing to it's do. It's totally. It's time yeah. consuming. It's really a project of passion because you've got to get it right. It's a project of passion and it's a year and a half of your life where exactly. you're not going wow. on vacation, where Absolutely. you're not, you know. Wow. But then I said, there's the recipes, but if I can do a cookbook, what more do I want to say? What's important to me? What yes. do I want to put into it? So that was really the fun part for me was I have my lucky numbers 48 and I put 48 of my favorite cooking tips. Yeah. You know, I love sort of positive thinking quotes. So I had beautiful mm -hmm. quotes, you know, you know, everyone from, you know, Bill Murray to Mother Teresa. 
you know, and I wanted to sort of weave my mother and my parents and sort of what they've given us, and I know you come from an amazing family, um, that I really wanted to weave that into the book. So my symbol for my mother is the rooster, and I just made sure, you know, everywhere we had that we just had little pieces of my mother. Yeah. And we had my family, like, they, you get a prop stylist, and they bring all this wonderful stuff. And I was like, this is great, but I, I have beautiful family items, and that's really important to oh, me. We, that we're, I'll tell you, we're, we're, yeah. we're acting about this. <laughs> yeah. Remember you said that. Yeah. Um, so I think a great cookbook, Margaret, has a piece of yourself. Yeah. Mm. You know, I know when I every time I look at my cookbook, although it's ancient right now, every time I look at it, I remember the moments, and I did put you know a piece of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It was Sarah and myself collaborating on that. All of her artwork is through the book. So when I look through your book, I don't even have to. I can just pick it up and feel that. Yeah. So it's important that you put a piece of yourself into it. And if if it's as good as this, then it's got to yes. be a great cookbook. Thank you. I definitely, it's a labor of love. I put my love into it. And I uh, just kept saying to my publisher, well, now I'm going to be adding 50 quotes. Well, now I'm going to be having tips section. Well, now I'm going to have tips throughout the book. And whatever I said, he never said no. I don't think he's going to say, you can't do that. So he let me do what I wanted and, you know. She's that is a, a, right a, a, that is a great the Julia Child and the Madonna of oh, cookbooks. That is wonderful. Let me think about that. <laughs> singing in the kitchen. Do you sing? I do it all. Okay. Yeah, so I come from a family of musicians, and I'm pretty much toned down. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, it's really I come up. There's just three sisters and my parents. But my mother was a musician. My children's father's mother was a musician. My son is a songwriter. My daughter's an actor. So, okay. you wow. know, we, we have creative people. Yes. That is great. And speaking of creative people, we have a fabulous live audience here. And I, I think we should open it up for questions. Question? Yes. That's an amazing comment. She's yes. talking about how you know uh, approachable you are and your recipes and your cookbook and all that. Talk to me about the training you've had, the culinary mm. training. My, my culinary training is simply the hard knock schools of life. It's just get, getting in there and cooking all of the time, and my interest in in cooking. So all of the places that takes me, and you know, if I'm going to do a sauce, it's doing it and doing it and getting it right and doing some research and figuring it, you know, figuring it out. So that's just been my lifelong passion, and I share my life with a man who does the same thing. Oh, that's amazing. And we love it. You know, we talk about what we're going to make and what we're going to eat and How nice do it, and, you know, practice and go and get the shrimp. And then it's like not quite right and taking notes. And so it's what I love to do, absolutely. Right. And of course, I love to eat. Right. And I get a lot of people being a chef asking me, you know, whether their child or a friend of theirs wants to get into the culinary field and ask me, do they need to go to culinary school? Hmm. I think if you've got the passion for it and you've got the, uh, these days, the education is basically online. If you've got the passion for it, you can do it. I don't think that you really yes. need a culinary school is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, but mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it's a it's a great foundation. But if you grow up culinary, you grow up in a culinary family. I think you've got the foundation you right. pretty much need. That's just my opinion. Absolutely. And speaking of shrimp, you had just mentioned shrimp. I love your recipes. The shrimp and the coconut. Uh, oh yes, coconut yes, oh, that's wonderful. That so the idea is instead so of just good. like tons of soup, it's more like this lovely 
shrimp in a luscious bowl with the coconut broth. And the idea is, you're going to love this. The shells are on. You put your hands in there. Oh, yeah. You're doing it with friends, and you take the shell off because it's more, much more delicious. Talk so, dirty to me. You get yes. right in there, and you eat it, and that's a great uh, bowl to share with friends. I oh. love food like that. If I, you know, I'm not shy. I'll stick my foot in it, guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. no. Yeah. Sorry, Marty, for the visual. Okay. But, um, I'm kind of curious. Um, but I think that, you know, food like that that's really interactive. Yeah. Yes. I love when people get dirty when they eat. I think it's uh, just great. It's yes. so much fun. Yeah, the other thing we do is we show the mistakes. You know, if I make mm. something and it's like I burned the pan or I did whatever, or we, you know, dropped the cake, we just say, oh, this is what happened. This is what we've learned. Like, we just keep rolling. <laughs> You know, um, that's what we do. I love how in the cookbook, someone was visiting your kitchen and documenting everything going on, and your smoke alarm went off. That just totally. made me feel immediately comfortable. Sometimes I say to people, be emotionally prepared when you're boiling this chicken. Your smoke alarm is going to go off. So just know right away in advance. Oh, it's going to be worth it. That is nice. great. And you are going to be on the road. Can you share with the yes, listeners and viewers? So yes. cities. We're starting out Chicago. We're going to Minneapolis, New York, New Jersey, Boston, Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, Pasadena, Los Angeles, San Diego, Sacramento, Napa, San Francisco, Nashville, Seattle, Portland, uh, Washington, and Denver. You are the Denver. Wow. wow. <laughs> she knows her tourist. Yeah, I know. I think I said D.C. Okay. Washington, yes. D.C. Wow. Can I tell you who we have at Washington, D.C. as our co-host? We have Haley Jackson, who is the um, MSNBC and NBC White House chief White House correspondent. And she contacted me and said, could I, could I be your person in Washington? She follows and she's a fan. She said, I know I'm not a food blogger, but my, um, my interview skills are proven. And I was like, there is. <laughs> I mean, so it's like, and we barely announced it because that event's almost all the way filled, but she's fantastic. And wow. I am a new fan. I am a new fan. Yes. I got a new fan. Yes. I'm not easy to fan. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not easy to, I'm not easy to fan. I'm not a fan, but I'm like, Thank oh. you. I can feel the energy. It's I good stuff. It. I love it. It's good stuff. And I am just so honored that before this book tour, yes. you're joining us here on Kitchen Chat. Yeah, It's just like an honor to... difference with what you're doing oh, here and the people that you have you. on. I remember Gabby from Gabby's Yes. Program. I had lunch yes. with her last year right before she came so here. So fun. And, yeah. and where, where do you live? I live in Chicago. Oh, you live yeah. in Chicago? Yeah. Oh, my God, we're friends. Yeah. I know. Chicago my whole life. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. suburbs, but then moved to the city when I was 20 and never looked back. Cool. I live in Bucktown. Okay. And um, we'll cook together. Oh, yes. Fantastic. And one thing I would love, and I know I mentioned to you on okay. the phone, Jamie and I in Kitchen Chat have just started this very special initiative. Jamie, can you share with that? Because yeah, charity I'm, begins in the kitchen. Absolutely. So yes. it's a simple thing, a simple idea. Listen, so Margaret came into the showroom, and there's this amazing man, his name is Michael Earhart, and he feeds the homeless, literally goes out and feeds the homeless. And he, Margaret asked me, he's gonna come into the showroom, he's gonna do a kitchen chat, and she, want, she wanted to help. So she asked me, oh, you know, the guy's opening up cans of like, he's going to like big box stores, and he's buying big boxes of things to make. We're talking about stews and things like that. And not necessarily things that are charged with love, right? right like when, right. We, when we do that. Yes. So. Um, Margaret asked me, you oh, know, maybe you can help garnish and a lot of other foods. So I thought, mm, I have to do something better than that or bigger than that. And I lay down in bed at night and it just came into my head, like as if God tapped me on the shoulder and said, dude, you cook for them. And I mm -hmm. thought, 
How easy is that? So I went out the next morning and I bought a big old pot. I brought it into the showroom and I made this incredible layered chicken stew. And it was fantastic. And I put all of my good intentions into it. And I drew on the pot lid and I signed it and I thought, this is a whole pot of love. And I thought to myself, well, why can't every chef or foodie or gourmand do that and just give it to this man or better yet go and feed yes. the people with him so margaret came in i said here's a whole pot of love and i thought we fed them and it was yeah. incredible honestly how they reacted when they, the, these poor homeless people ate that food it was as if you gave them a b12 infusion they were lit up and they came back two and three and four times and Michael said, they never do that, you know? Uh -huh. And they, were, they started talking to each other and they started communicating. And it was as if you just watered a plant that had not been Absolutely. watered in a few days. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna reach out to the good chefs of Chicago to start, and I'm gonna ask them to make one pot. Whether or not I have to go pick it up or Michael has to go pick it up or they bring it to my showroom, I'm gonna give him a pot of love to feed these people. And I'm gonna tell you something, it was magic. Wow. It was yes. really, it was, it was the kind of thing that I know works, as you know works, as when you're putting food and you know, loving your food and gratitude and all that. People feel it. Absolutely. They feel it. it yeah, and, it transforms. And you know sure. what? These people don't have the ability to go to Girl and the Goat and places right. like that. But I can certainly ask the chef to do me a favor and make a, a, their favorite dish for them. So that's I what we're going to do. Yes. Oh, that's great. I'd be happy to when I got back from that tour. I would yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. My bolognese or something that's fantastic. That's it. And then you just deliver it and okay. you, feed, you feed people that really wouldn't ordinarily have the opportunity to eat something delicious like that. Fantastic. Oh. It would be my pleasure. Yeah, thank you. We have a whole pay it forward um, sort of motto at No Crumbs Left. And it's that really there's a section in the book that it calls make it, Making a Difference. And I really, my parents taught me the idea of really making a difference in whatever ways that you can. And even in the community, we had over 100 people that just said, I want to buy a book for somebody else in the community. Oh. Over 100 people who said, I would like to buy a, a concert, a, a book tour spot, a concert tour. We've gotten the back. Okay. <laughs> so you're like to buy a space so we you know had a lot of gifting that's gone Aww. a lot of paying it forward the same thing with our marinated onion bowls you know i believe in the inherent goodness of people mm -hmm. and, and time and time again we see that and we see evidence of that it, certainly if we go around believing we're going to see it yes. we do. yeah Aww. and there are a lot of organizations that are more set up uh that we can you know bigger charities and stuff like that but michael is doing something special it really affected me Margaret, when not only yes. did he deliver the food but he had a whole big table set up with like clothing and shoes wow. and sweatshirts and socks, all fresh and clean so these people can have a change yes. of clothes. It was pretty astounding. Yeah, yeah, it just provides thing. such dignity and, and you really get to, to see what happens firsthand. So thank yeah. you oh for God, your heart for charity. Thank you, and that will be another fun uh, kitchen yeah. chat and Absolutely. social media. Well, thank you so much for being on Kitchen yeah, Chat. Just pleasure. such such a delight. And and I always like to end the show with three top tips for the home chef. I know you have 48 <laughs> in here. And we'll make sure we have the link and everything to her cookbook, No Crumbs Left. But top three off the top of your head. Um, well, first of all, I think if you can cook with chicken on the bone, if you can do bone on skin, skin on chicken, it's, it's, it's a revelation. I mean, and for people like everything wants everything boneless. Salt, pepper, olive oil, stick it in the oven, 375 for 30 minutes, baste it. It's, it's going to be absolutely spectacular. It is. Okay. Um, the other thing is, is that 
there are people that do things better than us. So if you have a fishmonger, if you've got a fish store in your area, absolutely let them debane the shrimp for you. Let the butcher butterfly the chicken for you, especially if it's something you're learning and you're just figuring it out. You know, if there's a Middle Eastern store and they do hummus better than you do, absolutely. Oh, I'm with you. We're, we're best friends. <laughs> absolutely. We're make that happen. And I, have, I save my pan juices, you know, whether it's my ah. chicken, my beef. All of those things make food so luscious. And when you do a chicken and then you've got the wonderful pan juices, don't throw it out. Stick Bacon. it in the freezer, add it to minestrone, add it to pasta, rice, Bacon you know. Grease. Bacon grease, too. We love it. All of these kinds of things. So all of that, you know. And then there's, you know, 47 more. Yes, we have all of the tips here and no crumbs left. I'll make sure that we have a link to all of her information. But thank you again, My Terry pleasure. Turner. And thank you, Chef Jamie. Appreciate it being on Kitchen Chat. Yes. And thank you so much, foodie friends, those who are here in the beautiful Viking and La Crenoux showroom. Come visit Chef Jamie Larita here in the Merchandise Mart, Discover Lux Home, Suite 137, also the vikinglife.com. And please come visit me in my kitchen, kitchenchat.info. And always remember to take a moment and savor the day. Thanks for joining Margaret for Kitchen Chat today. Margaret would be so excited for you to drop by and visit with her at kitchenchat.info where you'll enjoy podcasts, blogs, recipes, tips from chefs, and even great giveaways. She invites you to share your recipes and kitchen stories, too. As Margaret always says, savor the day.